and that's why you're a power mom. Welcome to the Power Moms podcast. So you kind of mentioned your career changed as you had kids. Mm. Did your interest in women's health increase after you had kids? Yeah, I mean, I remember a GP saying when I was training, you can only do a baby clinic when you've had babies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> because there's some things you just can't learn out of a medical textbook, yeah. and it is true. I think that experience as a mum, you can definitely bring into uh, to being a GP. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a lot of children in our Katong clinic, so yeah, every day we're sort of bringing that knowledge and looking at yeah. children. I've sat in this waiting room quite a few times. There's always a baby, normally my baby, like crawling around and yeah. lots of babies coming for their jabs and things like That's that. It's right. definitely a family clinic. There's a, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's lovely to yeah. have that sort of traditional general practice feel, actually, yeah. where you're looking after the whole family often. Yeah, yeah definitely. Nice. So could yeah. you kind of go through the, the typical postpartum yeah. kind of experience and checkups? Yeah, I mean, again, in Singapore, we're really lucky. We have a paediatrician usually at the birth and, and you'll see your obstetrician maybe a week or two later for a check. But what we've identified, particularly in our Katong clinic with our patients and other feedback from our patients is we don't always have that checkup at sort of six to eight weeks. And, and that's a good time really to check in with mum. Often they come with their babies for the jabs. They don't forget that, but yeah. they forget themselves. You know, they forget to look after themselves because they're too busy. So at that point, we're looking at you know checking the perineum. Were there any tears? How's the healing going? Have they had a cesarean? You know, is that, is that going okay? Any pain? Any problems? Um, there could still be issues with bowels. Hemorrhoids often can go on for quite some yeah. time. Um, it's an important time to think about contraception. So you, often, again, women forget about that point. They may not yet be having sex at that point, but we should be asking them the question. Yeah. You know, have you thought yet what you want to do with contraception? Okay. Um, of course, feeding, infant feeding, is it breast, is it bottle, is it a combination, is it expressing, you yeah. know? And it's all about what's right for that baby and that mum. So checking everything's going all right there. Okay, and it's quite a, sen so, well, they're, they're sensitive topics, right? It's yeah. not something that someone's going to come in and say my perineum still feels weird no like, exactly it might kind of get teased <laughs> out throughout the assessment or That's when you do right. the check yeah yeah and it might be that you're chatting about the little one and then they bring it up when they you've built that rapport and they feel a bit more comfortable yeah. and along that line we always should be asking about mood and mental health as well okay. you know and checking in um at that point it's yeah. a good time and i guess you guys have a bit more time with mm. your with your patients it's not I know, like in the UK, what is yeah. it, you get four minutes or something? Well, yeah, I mean, we had 10, so okay. that's a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, you know, 10 minutes, it's it's not great. Yeah. You're trying to build that knowledge and really understand what's going on. And, you know, it's just a pleasure, actually, to have the time that we do in Singapore to really understand and get to know. Because you can't separate the body and mind, no. you know, it, one will impact on the other, so you need to tease all that out yeah. and really get to understand what's going on. Yeah, and I guess do you, from your experience of seeing new mums here, do you, are you the first person sometimes to identify that there might be some, mm. like, mental health um, struggles going on. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, so I mean, you may not have a health visitor popping in. It's this different system. Yeah. Um, people can slip under the net. You might not have family around. It can be quite isolating when you've got a little new one. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, one good thing about COVID is the dads are around a bit more, so they're a bit more hands-on, you know, which is useful. Yeah. But um, but no, it, it, it's, it, it's important to just check in, really. Yeah. And what about physical things? So you mentioned, like, checking the perineum if they've had tearing yeah. and things like that. Sometimes it might be that they've had their checkup a week later, mm. and, of course, the stitches are still in. So yeah. everything's still a bit black and blue down there. I, right. I took a mirror down there, so I'm, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't be me. Um, but, like, six weeks later, that's when things have started to heal. So that's yeah. when you might notice that things aren't quite how they should be and you might yeah. need to refer would that be part of your role then to refer people on if you that's think? right so if we were worried um, at that point they might notice I'm still sort of leaking a bit when I cough and sneeze so, you know you might want to get the um, get that assessed get yeah. the physio referral sorted if there's any ongoing bleeding at that point the bleeding's not settled you'd be worried about any infection or any bit of placenta that could be left you might need to refer back to the obstetrician at that okay. point and yes if it if it's not healing well, then um, you know tear might need to be looked at again yeah. with obstetrician. And I guess it's quite common. All these things are quite common. Yeah, like they're, quite they're, you see it probably as frequently as you see someone that you're like, oh yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and um, it's just getting checked, isn't it? And sort of making sure everything's okay. Yeah. yeah, and letting people know that it's okay because I think even though I felt like I went into pregnancy and giving birth very well informed, when it happens to you, it's just a different ball game, isn't it? Oh, completely. <laughs> like yeah. it's just mind blowing when these <laughs> things happen to you. So I think letting people know that it's okay and that mm. these changes aren't forever. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, at first, your body is just, it feels, you know, everybody wants a piece of it, you know, yeah. and uh, you're, you're breastfeeding, and all this is going on. It's, um, yeah, it's hard to feel like your old self, actually, at the beginning. Yeah. And that can change and you get more active and mobile and things you know sort themselves out in time but you might need a little bit of help at the beginning yeah, yeah. and so you do you work with a team of specialists or how does it work in Singapore because yeah. private healthcare can be difficult here right because right. yeah yeah I mean we like to identify specialists who are good with our patients who um, particularly because we have a lot of expat patients um, so you know, specialists that will suit our style, I guess. Um, and we're always grateful for feedback from our patients yeah. about how they got on. So we tend to sort of channel them to people that we think would suit them well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. great. And I remember, it's a two-way thing as well, because I remember when mm. I saw my obstetrician at my one-week checkup, and she said, oh, you see Dr. Mytherley. You can go, you can see her for your six weeks if it's near your house. That's right. And I remember being like, yes, because to get out of the house, <laughs> to go to the hospital with a baby, oh. it was like a two-hour process. It's a military operation, <laughs> yeah. leaving the house with a baby sometimes. That's right, making sure you've yeah. got everything. And we see that on the East Coast a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, particularly for baby checks, you know, patients are happy when they realise, oh, my GP can do this round the corner yes. and I don't have to keep going back all the way. All the way. Back to the specialist. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And is there anything that IMC or you are currently working on that is exciting? Yeah, so at the moment there's lots of talk in the clinic amongst the doctors about um, putting together a uh, well mummy check um, so it's a postnatal check basically because we do see this need and we've had patients telling us that they don't always have that kind of comprehensive check yeah. um, at that time 
So we are still working on it, but it's something that we're hoping to propose quite That's soon. Fab. And that yeah. will be kind of a multidisciplinary approach. Will it be a GP-led thing? It will be GP-led, and then if something's highlighted or we need further input, then yeah, yeah absolutely, we can sort of refer on as yeah. needed. Yeah. How has COVID affected your doctoring? Oh gosh, doctor, your medical practice. <laughs> yeah. So gosh, what a year was 2020. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, a lot of change happened that year, and I think when I mean, it's just over a year now since the first case in Singapore, and I don't think we anticipated what was going to come. I mean, mm. it was challenging at the beginning, keeping us safe in the clinic, um, keeping our patients safe, directing the people that need to be tested to the right place, and you know, constant guideline updates every week to kind of read pages and pages and know, right, this is the plan now, and this is what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, Singapore did a fantastic job in managing it. Um, so the biggest thing I'm now seeing, I think, is mental health. Um, okay. I think we're still seeing a lot of that. Um, and I think now it's quite often anxiety that I see because anxiety comes from a place of uncertainty. I think as human beings, we like the predictable, we like the routine. It gives us that sense of control mm -hmm. when we know what to expect each week. And when COVID came, that just went out the window. You know, yeah. we don't know when we're going to travel. We didn't know it was there going to be a vaccine. Is there a treatment? You yeah. know, what does this all mean? Um, so I think anxiety has been the dominating symptom throughout all this time. And for anyone who already suffers with anxiety, it's been quite challenging. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so. Yeah, quite a, a range of emotions. At the beginning, I even saw, I think, a generalized grief reaction, you know, going through all the stages of grief, losing our old carefree life, yeah. you know, um, and going through the anger, you know, why should I have to do this? Yeah. Why am I having to wear a mask, you know? And then the searching, oh, well, maybe we could do this and then it'd be okay. And then we'll the definitely denial. get back by we'll Christmas. Definitely, yes, that's right. As long as we'll be fine by Christmas. It's like yeah. Groundhog Day now, isn't it? It's like, mm. we're going to go back this Christmas. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and with the people that you were seeing for anxiety, I guess that wouldn't just be mums. That would be oh, yeah, everybody. Everybody. And, um, and it's good that we're seeing everybody. I think the stigma is starting to be broken down now uh, with mental health, which is great. Yeah. Um, and also with men. So it's good that they're coming in yeah. because for long time I don't think men would um, partly due to stigma really that yeah. they, they wouldn't come and get help um, but there's a lot that can be done and sometimes it's just a case of giving a safe space a non-judgmental place yeah. to talk about what's going on and, and, and that might be all that's needed with some suggestions about lifestyle and exercise and stress management yeah. mindfulness there's a lot that can be done and obviously on onward referral or medication where it's really needed. needed. And I guess you as a GP are quite a safe person to talk to. It's not like going to a psychiatrist. You mm. know, these somebody can come to you and know that they can have a conversation and not be worried about, mm. you know, because there is a stigma of repercussions, isn't yeah, there? that's right. But speaking to a GP, you know that you're going to be listened to and mm. you'll be advised, but you're not going to be forced into anything. So yeah. I guess for a lot of people, I know that I would probably feel very comfortable coming to my GP as my first port of call, yeah. just to find out what my options were. Yeah, I think that's it. And we have that opportunity to build a rapport over time and know the family, so we know what's going on. Yeah. Um, so we understand when, when someone's suddenly 
you know feeling low or down if we understand what the dynamic is so yeah, yeah it's a good position to be in I think yeah. for, for looking after mental health absolutely yeah. thank you so much for joining no us that was yeah. amazing so much inf information that I think will be very very useful for everybody so. Brilliant.